But joining me on the program now, I'm so excited to be able to speak with the host of Call to Communion, which is heard right here on The Quest, Monday through Friday, Dr. David Anders. Dr. David, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, it is my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I know that you as a convert, that you have, now you're on radio and you have a great love for the kind of work the Catholic media is doing. How, how did Catholic media play a role in your own conversion? Thank you. Appreciate the question. So I, I grew up very anti-Catholic, very non-Catholic, Presbyterian, and decided in early adulthood to kind of get serious about my faith, and I began to study, and ultimately that led to seminary and to graduate school, and my thought was that I would become a theology professor. I couldn't think of any way to know the faith better than to study it formally. thought I'd be a, a professor of Reformation history, actually, and so I went and did a doctoral dissertation on John Calvin huh. in the thought that um, that would be the best way to learn how to refute Catholicism. Go to the source. Go to the guy who was the <laughs> ultimate anti-Catholic, right? Sure. And, uh, well, John Calvin made me a Catholic. Um, so not many people can say that, but I can. So my studies opened me up, really, to the truth that the church I was trying to refute was the church I needed to join. Hmm. Uh, but it's one thing to know that from books. You can have an academic knowledge of the Catholic Church, and see the beauty and the majesty's coherence and the logic and the, the sacred history and all of that fits together, and you'd be very attracted to it. But it's not the same thing as, well, meeting a living, breathing Catholic and kind of knowing how to t- take that first step. I didn't know any Catholics. Hmm. I, live, I live in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, there aren't a ton of Catholics. I didn't know any growing up. And, and uh, so, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't really taking any concrete steps to become Catholic. I I had opened up enough that the possibility of Catholicism, kind of an intellectual possibility, was in front of me, but I didn't really have any concrete steps to take to actually become Catholic. And I was in my car, started flipping the channels like people are wont to do. Lo and behold, I came across a local Catholic radio station. And I started listening to EW10 programming on that local <laughs> station, and I learned, I learned about a guy named Marcus Grodi, who, who many of your listeners know, runs the Coming Home Network and is the host of the very popular television show, The Journey Home, which is really oriented towards telling the stories of people who have become Catholic. Mm. Well, that spoke to me in a very poignant way, because that was my journey. I was on that path. And I thought, you know, if there's a way forward for me in human relationship, these guys will know how to direct me. So I called up the Coming Home Network, which is located in Ohio. And keep in mind, for years, Marcus Grodi produced his show, his television show, from EW10 Studios in Irondale, Alabama, which happened to be five miles from my house, and I didn't know. (laughs) And I said, uh, you know, do you guys know any former Protestants who have become Catholic in Birmingham? (laughs) <laughs> and you can kind of you can kind of hear them stifling the Snickers on the other side of the phone, and they're going. Uh, you you were uh, calling yeah, on the first day of April at this time, Maria. Yeah, they're like, like um, well, we know a few, you know, we know a few. Do you know about this place called EWTN? And I said, never heard of it, never heard of it. And they said, well, here's how you get there, and we'll we'll find somebody out there for you to meet. So I drove out to EWTN Television and Radio Studios not to make media, but to find out how to become a Catholic. Amazing. With a live human being, a fellow who used to work here, uh, who was a former Protestant minister. And 
uh, you know, and I started listening to the program. I started listening to Catholic Answers, one of my favorite shows. And I would be one of those people calling in. I would call in, ask uh, Jimmy Jimmy Aiken, I'd ask him questions. Carl Keating, ask him questions. Um, you know, I started listening to Dr. Ray Garendi's parenting advice uh, and all the programming. And and so, what years uh, are, are we looking at here when this was happening? I entered the church in on November the sixteenth, two thousand and three. Okay, I I probably discovered Catholic media someplace in the two thousand one two thousand two neighborhood. It's a little bit obscure. I wasn't keeping a calendar, you know. Yeah. But way back you know, beginning of the millennium. And um and so, you know, a lot of groundwork had been laid for me already in my academic study. But the but the but the media piece was a really important piece of actually connecting me to real life Catholics. And eventually that led to my realization that I needed to approach a preach a priest. Mm. And uh and I still hadn't made up my mind to become Catholic, but I called uh, up a local parish and made an appointment to meet the priest, and I said, you know, I'm thinking of becoming a Catholic. And he said, well, are you marrying a Catholic, or did you read your way in? <laughs> and I was like, option B, right? You know, books and media. And uh, we talked for a while, and he said, well, how about November 16th? And uh, up until that point, I hadn't actually formulated the question, will I become Catholic? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I was just—it was exploring, and I was asking questions, I was meeting people, but I hadn't actually made up my mind to become Catholic. This priest put the question on the table for me: Will you do it, November sixteenth? Well, what's the significance of November sixteenth to this priest? Well, this is a this is a whole other story. Let me let me let me sure, tell sure, you this, and then sure. I'll come back to sure. the date, okay? Because the date's actually kind of cool for reasons that I didn't know at the time, and I thought. Am I going to do this? Am I going to actually become Catholic? Well, now he's put it to me. Now I have to make a decision. And it's got to be yes or no. What will become of me if I say no? I will live in opposition to my conscience. Mm. I can't live in opposition to my conscience. You cannot have peace of soul living in opposition. Up until now, I could, I'm just in exploration mode. Now I'm in decision mode. Will I become Catholic? And... I can't say that that conversation with the priest is the is the ground and solid reason that the radio show I host took the form that it takes, but it's relevant for this reason. My show is called to communion. The name of the show is called to communion. And the question we put to listeners is, what is stopping you from becoming a Catholic? Why aren't you Catholic? Put it on the line. Tell us about it. Is there a solution? Can we answer your difficulty for you? And I think that element of personal invitation, which is what that priest did for me, right? Yeah. He said, "Well, you how about how about this day?" That element of personal invitation is important. Christ, when he called the disciples, he, you know, he, he went and said to them, "Come, follow me." It was a personal invitation to follow Christ. We can now do that for people. We can say, "Will you come?" Maybe, "Will you come to mass with me?" Uh, will you read the catechism? Will you listen to this program on EWTN? Will you tell me why you're not a Catholic? So I thank that priest for that. And, of course, I eventually said yes and became Catholic. Now let me come back to the date. This is funny. So, Well, real was, quick, let, let me get the number for all oh, the people yeah, are listening right now that might be experiencing something what you just described. And we're speaking right now with Dr. David Anders during the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. You, maybe you're driving around. You just happen upon a channel. You're listening to this Catholic story, and you hear that simple question that Dr. David Anders just asked. Of, 
What's stopping you from becoming Catholic? Well, call in right now, 470-508-1160. Again, that number is 470-508-1160 to help us to continue providing Catholic Radio in the metro Atlanta area. During the AM 1160 Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Go ahead, Dr. David. Thank you. So when I was a child, my favorite books that my father read to me over and over again that I read to myself were The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Many of your listeners probably know The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the great lion Aslan, who's a stand-in for Christ in the, in the world of Narnia. The magical land of Narnia. Wait a minute, what are you saying? This is this changes everything for me. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I read these books hundreds and thousands of times. I yeah, mean, me I mean, too. I mean, me too. I, so many, and I re, I've read them into my. I've got five kids, and yeah. each one of my children has probably had the whole series read twenty times. Wow. So I, I've literally probably read the thing start to finish, all seven books. 500, 1,000 times in my life. That's I mean, fantastic. I'm, I'm, I, I know it like the back of my hand, right? And as you know, there's a character in the story named Lucy. Mm. Lucy becomes queen of Narnia. She's a human from Earth, but she goes to Narnia and becomes queen. Now, Lewis was not a Catholic, but he was a person who had a kind of Catholic sensibility of towards things. And, and he was a professor of medieval and Renaissance literature, so his professional life was always lived, kind of embedded in a Catholic ethos. Uh, and and his uh, his spirituality was high church Anglican, so it was wasn't Catholic, but it was uh, it was a, it was a spirituality, a theology that Catholics could make a lot of ground with. And so Lewis uh, was a bridge in my moral imagination. I'll put it that way towards Catholicism, and many other aspects of my Protestant background were not a bridge to Catholicism, but quite the opposite. Mm. They were not amenable to the Catholic faith, but Lewis is very easily reconcilable with Catholicism. And if you think with him too long, you'll find yourself thinking in, in quasi-Catholic ways. So, so distantly, remotely, Lewis was an important influence in me becoming Catholic. And, and clearly, he is a very important person to me in my life, and the characters in his books were very important characters to me. Ten years after I became Catholic... I discovered by accident that November 16th is the feast day of a saint, an Italian saint, whose name, and I am not making this up, this is real, is Saint Lucy of Narnia. Oh my goodness. Of Narnia? Of Narnia. Of Narnia. Yep. There is an Italian city called Narni, N-A-R-N-I, and in Latin it's Narnia. Okay, this, this is this is blowing my mind. How, how, how does, like, not all of Catholicism not know this this fact. I'm doing my best to promote it, <laughs> right? And I, I should promote the veneration of Saint Lucy of Narnia. Right? She was an Italian mystic um, and a real character in, in Catholic history. And and the 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 medieval town of Narnia is in fact the inspiration for Lewis's land of Narnia. He read this on a map when he was a child. He thought he liked the ring about of it, and so he chose that as the name of his magical land. Walter Hooper, who was his biographer. Uh, speculates that Lucy the Saint, Lucy of Narnia, was also the inspiration for the character of the story. That is amazing. Well, as someone who who loves Catholic radio, and right now we're speaking with Dr. David Anders here on the Spirit Drive for the Quest, AM 1160, 470-508-1160, I know that you will greatly appreciate the fact that as you and I have been speaking just now, that we got 
another founding member calling in. Stephen W. called in to become a founding $100 a month donor to the station. So I got to ring the bell. Got to ring the bell and say thank you for that. That's, that's huge for us, especially as we're rounding out our AM 1160 Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Stephen, thank you so much for that donation. And that uh, membership is something that I think that you're going to greatly be blessed by. We so appreciate. We will be keeping you in our prayers. Thank you for that, Stephen. Speaking right now with Dr. David Anders here on the Quest Spirit Drive. So the fact that I'm, I'm looking this up, of course, as soon as you said that that St. Lucy of Narnia is is a real person, that just absolutely amazes me. So so reading reading Lewis, did he play a big part in your conversion as well? Indirectly, indirectly, yeah. and I, I, I'll explain how briefly. I'll get into a little theology if you don't mind. Sure, so, please do. So. I grew up a Protestant in, in the Reformed tradition, Presbyterian tradition. And uh, if you've studied the, the theology of the Reformation, in particular Martin Luther, John Calvin, their theology of the human person is that humans are so corrupted by sin that everything they do is mortal sin. It's not possible for a human, to, even with grace, to do something that's not gravely, objectively gravely sinful. And that man is so turned in on himself and his pride and concupiscence that he cannot possibly aim straight towards God in any respect. Hmm. And that includes in his thinking. So philosophy, human reason, in the Protestant traditional Protestant theology is of no use in, in bridging the gap between God and humanity. That's different from the Catholic point of view. The Catholic Church teaches that, yes, you have to have grace to get to God. Like, you know, nothing, I cannot, I cannot build a staircase to heaven, all right? I can't think my way to heaven. I'm not going to die and spend eternity with God because of anything that I accomplish. So I do need grace to enter into the vision of God. However, that doesn't mean that there are no points of contact between God and his creatures. There are points of contact because, quite frankly, we're his creatures. Yeah. He made us. And so the imprint of his own goodness and beauty and majesty and truth uh, is in the created world. And so things like philosophy and human reason can attain to uh, uh, not to God himself, but to the knowledge of God as the, the, the cause of an effect. I can, I can look at the created world and see it, its goodness, its, its intelligibility. It, the fact that it is an effect that proceeds from a cause, and I can reason to certain things about the divine nature from a consideration of the created order. And that would also include moral truths about the human person that I can come to understand through philosophical reason. And that's not a Protestant way of thinking. It was a very Catholic way of thinking. Well, when you read Lewis, one of the things you find straight away in Lewis is that Lewis believes very much that what philosophers call the transcendentals, truth, goodness, and beauty— are real features features of the world and experience that can be known and can be bridges to knowledge of God. Hmm. That's a very Catholic way of thinking. And so he's explicit about this. If you read his nonfiction, when he writes about his own writing and what he tries to do in his fictional narratives, he tries to bring an awareness of the transcendent, of truth, goodness, and beauty that would point to God. He tries to bring that out in narrative in his children's books, in his science fiction books, in his, in his uh, mythological books, so that people who, will, who are reading these things will have a kind of intimation of the divine. Not, not so much that they'll form the idea God exists, but that he'll touch that place in the soul 
that naturally responds to these transcendental realities. And, uh, and it would elicit from within you the desire for God. Mm. You know, St. Augustine said, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Lewis is very Augustinian in this regard. C.S. Lewis wanted to touch that restless place in the soul and point it towards truth, goodness, and beauty uh, as indicators of God and his majesty. And he's, he's very overt about that. And so that's a, that's a Protestant, excuse me, that's kind of a Catholic way of thinking about narrative. If you've ever read the, the poems of Gerard Manley Hopkins, for example, Kingfisher's Catch Fire, that mm. beautiful poem about, about each thing sort of wringing out its own nature in this kind of glorious display of God's majesty imprinted on the being of every individual thing. I mean, it's a very Catholic way of thinking. So if you, if you have Lewis sort of filling your moral imagination in this way, preparing the soil, you know, kind of tearing up the heart and the affections, then when you run into a St. Thomas Aquinas or a St. Bonaventure or a St. Augustine or this great Catholic theology that explains the relationship between creator and creature, between God and his world that he made in philosophical terms, you're, you've already, Lewis has already done the groundwork in your heart, you see. And so when I, when I first encountered Catholic theology, I, was, I, I felt like this is the articulated truth that explains my moral experience to me. See, Protestantism did not explain my moral experience to me. Hmm. It didn't explain my longing for truth that was part of my very being. All right. Lewis had brought that to the surface. Thomas Aquinas, St. Augustine, these great Catholic thinkers showed me what was happening in my heart and how that pointed me to God. I went, this is, this is like key fits lock. <laughs> you know, got to become Catholic. So in that, does that make sense? So that's, that's how Lewis set me up to become Catholic. Well, and, and I got to tell everyone, you know, you might be thinking that you're tuning in right now to listen to Call to Communion with Dr. David Anders here on The Quest, but that program airs normally 2 to 3 Eastern on The Quest, 1160 AM. But right now we're actually speaking with Dr. David Anders live during the AM 1160 Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. We'd love to hear from you 470-508-1160 as we're in the last couple hours of this spirit drive our fall uh, work towards trying to raise the necessary funds to continue the work of Catholic Radio in the metro Atlanta area. 470-508-1160. Thanks so far to Kevin and Danielle and Michelle, Stephen W., and another Stephen who called in during the 4 p.m. hour to offer their assistance and their pledge of support for the quest here in Atlanta. Again, don't hesitate. Make that call right now. 470 470- Five zero eight eleven sixty. That's the number that you can call. We do have people on hold right now, waiting for you to call in to make your pledge of support to AM eleven sixty. Or you can go online if the phone lines are busy. You can always make your donation at thequestatlanta.com. That's thequestatlanta.com. Doctor David Anders joining us here on our Spirit Drive. I'm Greg Willits. So, Doctor, with your work in Catholic Radio. You know, you, you showed up at EWTN a few years ago looking for Catholicism. How did you go from just an inquirer to actually working with EWTN Radio? 
Ha! Huh. Well, the reason is sitting in the producer's booth here with me right now. Actually, I mean, I'm out at EWTN Studios on the air with you, and I'm sitting here looking at the reason. So I went out to EWTN to learn about the faith. And then after I became Catholic, I came out here to get my sins forgiven because the Franciscan friars, the uh, MFE and missionaries <laughs> of the eternal word, who live in a friary out here and who say mass and hear confessions on a daily basis. And so I came out here actually for pastoral care, never thinking that I'd be in Catholic media. And they have a liturgy every day, and, and they have music with the liturgy, and they have a choir uh, that sings for the Mass. And, and I sang in high school and college, and I'm not very good, but I, I enjoy being a not very good singer. And uh, so I approached the, the uh, choir director, and I said, could I sing? I'm a tenor. You know, I'm free. Uh, you get what you pay for, but, you know, here I am. And he, I could carry a tune, so he said, fine. So I started singing in the choir, and, um, and there's this alto in the choir— named Adrian Price, um, who I come to find out is married to the radio program director. <laughs> and so I get to know Adrian, get to know Tom Price, and, uh, uh, and Adrian says, you know, you really ought to go on Marcus Grodi's show, The Journey Home. Well, I knew about The Journey Home because it had played a role in my own journey, right? And I said, fine by me. So she calls up Marcus and sets that up, and, and, uh, and it was all down to Adrian. And then um, that went down pretty well. And I got a few invitations to be on Catholic Answers, a show that I had previously listened to and called in myself. Um, and that went down pretty well. And then one day Tom Price called me up and said, would you like to be on EWTN's Open Line, which is a call-in show, uh, afternoon call-in show. And uh, I had a one-hour-a-week slot on Thursdays specifically to non-Catholics, ministry to non-Catholics. And we did that for a year or two. And then the invitation came to start Call to Communion. Call to Communion started five years ago, September 2014, September 2nd. We began it three days a week. Uh, then we went to four days a week, then five days a week. Uh, and then they added a television show. And so it was kind of an organic process. It, I don't think anybody planned it from the beginning. It just kind of fell out this way. People have sometimes asked me, how do you, how do you get into Catholic media? I says, very easy. What you do is you move five miles away from the world's largest <laughs> religious broadcaster, and you start singing next to the program director's wife, and the rest takes care of itself. <laughs> so you're right so, now with Dr. David Anders. So is Tom sitting in there in the studio with you right now? Is that Tom, Tom's in here waving w at me right Well, now. Wave, yeah. wave back to Tom for All me, right. if you would, and, and yep. tell him I said hello. Uh, yeah, that, that is always – it's amazing how in Catholic radio it, it does seem like it's such a small world sometimes. But at the same time, I don't know many people in Catholic radio that were not personally directly impacted by it at, at some point. So so nobody, nobody, when they're a child, you say, what do you want to do when you grow up? Nobody yeah. says, well, I want to grow up and work in Catholic radio. That doesn't happen that way. And when I ask people, how did you get involved? It usually, they usually start in an adoration chapel or, you know, in their car listening to tapes of Catholic media or something. And they think, you know, I, I, I believe in this ministry because it's helped me and I know it can help other people. I want to see what I can do to, uh, you know, I was, I was uh, in a, a town outside of Birmingham a few months back and I met a man who was a Catholic deacon and he said, uh, he says, I really like Catholic media, and I wish we could get a station here in my town. And I said, um, just how much do you wish that? <laughs> because we might be able to help you. But, you know, if I could, Greg, let me, let me say something about why people ought to support Catholic media. Please I mean, do. I obviously am a supporter, and I believe in it, all right? Um, so my show is – you could call it apologetics, all right? And some people think apologetics means beating up on folks. That's not what I think it means. I think apologetics means answering questions. 
It means it means giving a reason for the hope that's in us. That's what Saint Peter says, First Peter chapter three. Give an answer for the reason that's hope in you. So I just I invite people to say, why aren't you Catholic? I ask them that question. They tell me. I dialogue with them about it. They say, well, yeah, I'm not Catholic because you Catholics worship Mary. I say, well, not really. Let me explain how this works. I explain the intelligibility, how, how I make sense of Catholic devotion to Mary, and they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Anything else? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that's how we that's how we proceed. Yeah. And 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 you would think, okay, that could be kind of pedantic. You know, you've drawn a lot of theological distinctions. But let me tell you a story about apologetics and life. A friend of mine hated the Catholic Church, didn't want anything to do with the Catholic Church. I said to him one day, he was a Protestant, I said, how do you know the difference between dogma and opinion? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, the dogma is something that all Christians have to believe, like the Trinity. Opinion is something Christians could disagree about. You don't have to hold the same thing. Dif- room for disagreement. Mm, that's a great question. How do you know what's a dogma, and how do you know what's an opinion? And he went, huh. And about six months later, he was gay. <laughs> why? You say, why? How, what's the connection, right? Well, because, see... The Catholic Church has a principled way of drawing that distinction. Right. A dogma is what the Church proclaims to be a dogma. The Church says the Trinity is a dogma. If you're a Christian, you have to believe in the Trinity. There are other things the Church says, eh, there could be two minds on this. So, example, it's pretty difficult to figure out how grace and free will operate. Theologians have different opinions. You know what? As long as you hold that there's grace and as long as you hold there's free will— the church says, we'll tolerate a range of views on that subject. Mm. Not Trinity, there's mm. one right answer. Yeah, exactly. Grace and free will, eh, there's more than one possibility, and we're not going to draw the line. Right? It's useful to have an authority that can say that. Yeah. But if you don't have an objective living authority like the Catholic Magisterium, then it's, it's, it's the, most pers- the, the last most persuasive guy you heard. That's who becomes your ultimate authority. And we want, the, we want the last useful person that people are hearing right now to be you, Dr. David Anders, listening right now to the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive on AM 1160. The number 470-508-1160. We have approximately 90 minutes left in our fall spirit drive. This is 90 critical minutes for the work of Catholic Radio in Atlanta. We need to hear from you right now. 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. If you're getting ready to drive home on this Friday afternoon, you're turning on the radio, you're listening to Catholic Radio here in Atlanta, and you think how grateful you are to end the week being able to listen to content that is edifying, that is educational, that is catechetical, that's going to help you to grow in your faith and empower you to help other people to become Catholic as well and to grow in their faith, you want Catholic Radio to continue strongly in the metro Atlanta area. If that sounds like you, then please don't hesitate. Pick up your phone right now, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. Make your donation right now. We need all the lines lit up for the next 90 minutes. We need to continue this strong, that we are Atlanta family strong here at the Quest, and we are looking to you to help us to continue strong, building Catholic radio in Atlanta, making it be an important part of the lives of everyone in the metro Atlanta area. I'm Greg Willits. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. David Anders. He is joining us for our remaining minutes of the Spirit Drive. We'll continue the discussion on AM 1160 in just a moment. Stay tuned. 
Hi, this is Father Bob Frederick from Blessed Trinity Catholic High School in Roswell, and this is a favorite prayer of mine. Eternal Father, Jesus has promised that whatever we ask in His name will be granted us. In His name I pray. Give me a burning faith, a joyful hope, a holy love for You. Grant me perseverance in doing Your will, and never let me be separated from You. My God and my all, make me a saint. Amen. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Tell us about St. Genevieve. Born in Paris, France, Genevieve became a nun at the tender young age of 15 years old. When her hometown of Paris suddenly found itself under siege by Childeric, King of the Franks, she risked her own life and safety to go into the heart of the city to find food and supplies for those suffering from the ravages of the occupation. Years later, she would go on to face another dangerous conqueror, Attila the Hun. As Parisians prepared to leave their homes, rather than face the wicked wrath of the barbarians, Genovese convinced them to stay in their homes and to pray instead. Today, it is still unknown why Attila the Hun did not attack Paris, sparing the city and its residents instead. Genevieve died in 500 AD. Her feast day is January 3rd, and she is the patron saint of disasters, as well as her beloved hometown of Paris, France. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. So, you love listening to The Quest, but can't always listen live? No worries. Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. One year after I graduated Catholic High School, I eloped to Las Vegas, Nevada. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus, and that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I learned that the Catholic Church was started by Jesus Christ, who gave the authority to Peter, and it has continued in succession down to the present day. And that was the start of my journey home to the Catholic Church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. My name is Juliana, and I'm a student at Regina Chaley Academy. In Roswell, Georgia. And you're listening to Atlanta's newest Catholic radio station, AM 1160, The Quest. And we're on The Quest! And we're so glad to have you joining us as we continue these last 90 critical minutes of the AM 1160 Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. We want to see these lights kept lit up on our telephones over the next 90 minutes, keeping our volunteers incredibly busy as we're rounding out our Spirit Drive. So excited and a huge thanks to Lisa... 
We have a brand new founding member of the Quest family. Lisa, God bless you. Thanks for calling in. She made a commitment of $100 a month for the next three years to the Quest. She is eligible as well to be a part of the drawings that we'll be doing just a little over an hour from now for the hot air balloon ride, the beautiful painting that we've been talking about, as well as the opportunity for a possible stay at the Avalon Hotel. So many great things still ahead over the next 90 minutes, but we want to hear from you. You are the most important thing to us right now. 470-508-1160. Pick up that phone right now as you're leaving work. Just to think that Catholic Radio didn't exist in the metro Atlanta area until the quest went online. The battle to have Catholic Radio in Atlanta, I, I can testify to it myself. I've been a lifelong Catholic I've also lived in Atlanta for most of my life, and I remember in the early 2000s, the quest of having Catholic radio available in Atlanta, and for some reason it just fell to the wayside until just a couple years ago when the quest became a reality. And to go on the air and to provide this content on AM 1160, the Quest truly is your family, your Catholic family, and we are Atlanta family strong. That's what this spirit drive is all about. 470-508-1160. We are down to the last hour and a half of the spirit drive, and we believe that we are going to end this incredibly strong with your help. If you love Catholic radio, if you love programs like Called to Communion with Dr. David Anders, we are looking forward to taking your call right now. Please give us a call, 470-508-1160. I'll say it again, 470-508-1160. You can become a part of the Quest's St. Gabriel Society. These are our monthly donors who pledge $20 or more per month. Or if you make a one-time annual donation of $500 or more, that enrolls you in the St. Gabriel Society, which provides spiritual benefits through the whole year, including a mass that's set each month for your personal intentions. We thank you so much for being a part of the Quest family. We thank you for listening right now. This radio station is so vitally important in the continuing education, catechesis, and enrichment of Catholics around the metro Atlanta area, but it's also a place that is a great tool of evangelization in this Archdiocese and in this metro Atlanta area. While we are operating within the Archdiocese of Atlanta and with the blessing of the Archdiocese, it is not funded in any way by the Archdiocese, and that's why it's so important that we ask you just twice a year for your assistance because the Quest AM 1160 operates because of you and your generosity. So if you're listening right now, don't tune it away. we got a lot of great content still ahead of us, including our continuing conversation with Dr. David Anders. But give us a call right now, whether you can donate $5, $10, $100 or more, or if you want to become a member of our St. Gabriel Society at $20 a month or more, we want to hear from you right now 470-508-1160 when we get five donors in a row we will ring the bell again if we get another founding member at a hundred dollars a month we'll ring that bell again plus during this next hour we're also giving away a ten dollar gift certificate if you call in we get three people on the line at the same time each person on the line will get a $10 gift card to Corda Candles, and our in-studio guests will get a gift card 
as well. And we have uh, one notice that I want to make sure that we are sharing, that we have a $200 donation in honor of Dr. Anders, made in remembrance of the holy souls in purgatory. We also have a question for Dr. Anders, and I'll ask him that in just a moment. But again, give us a call, 470-508-1160. We'll go back talking to Dr. David Anders from Call to Communion. Doctor, thanks so much again for being with us during the Quest's Spirit Drive. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So that was very nice that we have a $200 donation that was just made in your honor, made in remembrance of the Holy Souls in Purgatory, but do have a question uh, for yeah. you uh, from Chuck. He's a Quest volunteer. He's a constant uh, emailer to Call to Communion. Uh, he says, in Daniel 12.2, which is an end times passage, so you're going to be on your own on this one. I'm not going to be able to help you. We're, we are told that multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Hmm. So how does this notion of sleeping in the dust square with the Catholic belief that our loved ones who knew, loved, and served Jesus are currently in heaven with him from the moment they died and passed into eternal life? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate the question. So what we can absolutely conclude of relevance from Daniel chapter 12 is that there is a bodily resurrection from the dead. And that seems to be the main point. There's going to be a future recompense for deeds done in the body, whether good or bad, and it will take place in the body. Hmm. So when we say in the creed, I believe in the resurrection of the dead, we're talking about a bodily resurrection. Sometimes people get confused about, about the afterlife. And the pagan view, many pagans believe, that when you die, your body rots, your spirit goes to heaven, and that's all she wrote. That's not the Catholic position. Catholic position is that the end time will include a, a resurrection of the flesh, even as Christ rose bodily, his body's not in the tomb. His body got walked out. Even as Christ's body rose again from the dead, our bodies will be reconstituted, rise again, and we will enter into everlasting life or death uh, in an embodied condition. So what about the intermediate state? What about between, between physical death and that future resurrection? That's where the ambiguity lies, all right? And some people have wrongly concluded from passages like Daniel 12, yeah. that someone is unconscious during that period of time. A doctrine, um, uh, the technical name for it is psychopanachia, refers to soul sleep, the, the unconsciousness of the soul between physical death and the future resurrection. That's not true. That's not the position. And there are a number of biblical evidences of that, as well as philosophical and church teaching. So, first of all, um, there are... There are plenty of uh, plentiful evidences in sacred scripture itself of the conscious existence of souls in the intermediate state. I'll give you a few. Uh, so the appearance of the the soul of King Saul, I'm, I'm sorry, of uh, the prophet Samuel to King Saul in the book of Samuel. Okay. The, uh, the appearance of uh, the prophet Jeremiah in 2 Maccabees chapter 15. Jeremiah shows up. He's talking to Judas Maccabeus. Uh, the, the the former deceased high priest Onesiphorus shows up, uh, and he's not Onesiphorus, Onesimus, is talking to Judas Maccabeus. Matthew 17, the transfiguration account of Jesus. Moses and Elijah show up, and they're chatting it up with Christ, right? Uh, the picture of the holy souls in Revelation, chapter 5. They're waiting to be clothed with flesh, Right, and in the meanwhile, they're they've got work to do. Their work is to offer the prayers of the faithful on earth as so much incense before God. Saint Paul's expectation that if he's absent from the body, he'll be present with the Lord. 
I desire to depart and, you know, and be with God, which is better by far, he says. So there's a lot of evidence in Scripture that there is a conscious existence of uh, souls prior to the resurrection from the dead. All right, now, that being said, here's a little sacred history for you. Uh, the, the conscious existence of the beatific vision, that the souls of the just go immediately to God and enjoy him forever upon physical death, even before the resurrection, was the faith of the church, but hadn't been defined as a dogma. Oh, really? It had not been defined as a dogma um, until the 14th century. And there was a pope, John the Twenty Second, who was uh, wasn't sure, wasn't sure about this thing, and so he kind of floated the idea. Well, maybe they don't. <laughs> and and the Paris theologians and all the other hierarchs in the church said, uh, "Pope, we've kind of been believing and teaching this for a thousand years, so you kind of have to teach the Orthodox faith on this one. They really they really do enjoy the beatific vision." And so John twenty second went, oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, okay, and he backed down. Um, but to clarify, this the next pope who was who was Benedict the twelfth said, okay, we got to resolve. So there's no more ambiguity on this. We infallibly define, hmm. right? It was an extraordinary definition of the magisterium. This is one of the things the pope can do, right? Define a dogma. The souls of the just really do go immediately to God and enjoy the beatific vision, and that was in an encyclical named Benedictus Deus. Hmm. So the dogma was actually defined by Pope Benedict Twelfth in the 14th century in response to a controversy that had happened during the previous pontificate. Fascinating. Again, this is the kind of uh, the kind of answers that you're going to get from Dr. David Anders on his show called Communion, which you can hear every weekday here, two to three Eastern on the Quest, AM 1160. You're listening right now to the Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. I'm Greg Willits. The phone number 470-508-1160 to help us keep these phone lines lit up between now and 6 p.m. Eastern when we round out this fall spirit drive. We are Atlanta Family Strong, and as a family, we will continue Catholic Radio growing strong in the metro Atlanta area. 470-508-1160. That's, again, 470-508-1160. Going to be giving you that number many times over the next hour and 15 minutes or so. Plus, you can also donate online, thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com, or you can download the app, which is available for free from the iOS app store, from Android devices as well. Just look for the Quest atlanta.com we've gotten so many amazing testimonials about the work of catholic radio carla from saint thomas the apostle said i started listening to the quest a year ago it's all i turn my radio to my favorite time to listen is the morning to start my day and week with god uh we've heard from uh lauren who said i absolutely love the quest morning show christ is the answer with father john ricardo it's so inspiring we heard from katie uh from saint thomas the apostle it said i stumbled upon the quest radio station several weeks ago and i now look forward to turning it on whenever i am driving in atlanta i've learned so much and it has greatly deepened my catholic faith thank you and god bless you for this wonderful station these are the kind of testimonies that we hear 470 470- 508-1160, 470-508-1160. If you would like more people to be able to discover Catholic 
Radio. We need your help to continue to stay on the air broadcasting in the metro Atlanta area. And not just broadcasting, but creating content that is local content, that is helpful content to your life as a member of the Archdiocese of Atlanta, 470-508-1160. What kind of testimonies do you hear on a regular basis? I imagine that your email inbox gets flooded with people who are constantly amazed at the amount of learning that they can continually do when it comes to the Catholic Church and Catholic Church teachings. Well, that's true, but the testimonies that move me the most are the testimonies of lives transformed, not just brains filled, but Mm. hearts changed. And probably the most poignant are the people who say, and we get this, this is a real call that we get, Catholic Radio prevented my suicide. Wow. Because of Catholic Radio, I did not kill myself that I was otherwise planning on doing. We also hear people say, Catholic Radio saved my marriage. Hmm. I was headed for divorce. Catholic Radio saved my marriage. We have many more people who are saved from a kind of existential confusion. Who am I? What does my life mean? Where am I going? Why am I suffering? What should I do with my life? How do I live? And they're living in a kind of existential dread. We all understand that experience. And when they when they encounter the gospel of Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church, and I draw that distinction, the gospel of Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church, they say, like I did, finally, someone who has described me to myself, opened up to me my own heart, shown me what I need to be happy in this life and the next, given my life meaning and purpose, and a reason to bear up under suffering. You have saved not only from suicide or my marriage, but you've saved me for me. You've saved me to be a, an authentic human being with a meaningful life and a destiny in eternity. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We get that call all the time. That is amazing. Speaking right now with Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. He's joining us as we're rounding out these last critical moments of the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive here on AM 1160. I'm Greg Willits. The phone number is 470-508-1160. If you would like to pledge your financial support to the work of the Quest, 470-508-1160. Dr. David, I found it really interesting earlier on in our conversation when you talked about even before your own conversion how you actually considered yourself anti-catholic you were you were not just not catholic you were against catholicism could you talk a little bit but where did that come from what were some of the the misconceptions that maybe you held uh and and where did those come from absolutely i appreciate it so i mentioned i was raised protestant and i was a pretty well-schooled protestant I, i knew the faith my own faith the protestant faith pretty darn well I knew the arguments that the earliest Protestants had made against Catholicism, and there were a few that really stand out. And they've been passed down for 500 years in Protestant tradition. Here they are. Uh, The kind of bedrock of the whole thing was Martin Luther's belief that a man is saved by faith alone and not by the quality of his moral life. That That is a cardinal conviction of the Protestant religion, that that the change of your moral life is not a condition for eter- enjoying God for eternity. Would would, that, would Martin Luther have said it that plainly? Oh, gosh, yes. Because that sounds just crazy. You know, it, uh, I'll let you continue, but it just seems so strange that 
the idea of it almost sounds like you just have to believe, but you don't have to change your life in any real drastic way. No, no, you, you're not. You're not. It's more subtle than that. You didn't. You didn't hear exactly. I, I didn't say that Luther denied you should change your life. He 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 advocated that people change their lives. He just said that the change of life is not the condition, not the ground of one's acceptance before God. Okay. So so he he I mean, he advocated personal morality, but he thought that your success or failure in that realm was immaterial. When it came to the question of whether or not you would enjoy God forever in heaven, interesting, like you, and that's that's what it means to be saved by faith alone. When he said alone, he meant alone. He <laughs> meant, in fact, the Augsburg Confession, Lutheran Confession of Faith, teaches that the faith that saves is the faith that believes you are saved. Like believing that you have been accepted by God is, in fact, the only condition for being accepted by God. And and quite starkly, Luther taught. He said to his friend Philip Melanchthon, "You can go and commit murder and adultery, and it will not affect your your salvation." Very, I mean, you can't get any clearer than that. Yeah. And the Catholic Church does not teach that. The Catholic Church teaches that Christ died to bring us to God, to forgive our sins, and to give us the gift of grace. But the purpose of grace is, in fact, to change our lives. To, to make us holy, to make us like him, and that we are accepted by God in virtue of the change that he works within us so that we love God and love neighbor. And the moral transformation is an integral part of what it means to be saved by God. And it's on that basis that we can be judged and accepted by him. So they're very different views of salvation. But growing up, I learned that the Catholic position was what you know what we would have called <gasps> that's works righteousness. That's that's salvation by your works, by your good deeds, or by your moral life. And because yeah. Catholics taught that, we believed that they held a false gospel. So someone who was sincerely Catholic would not have been able to go to heaven because they didn't understand how you get there. The Catholic understanding of how you got to heaven, we thought as Protestants, was fundamentally flawed. And a person who held sincerely to that worldview would not have the proper equipment to be saved, right? Because the faith that saves is the faith that believes you're saved. Mm, That's mm, how we saw it. Mm. So we thought Catholics cannot go to heaven. We also thought that Catholics were idolaters, that they worshipped idols because of the veneration of saints and angels, in particular devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. We thought that in doing this, they, they perpetrated a horrific evil that would incur God's wrath, and deserved an eternity of torment in hell. How did you reconcile? How, how did you reconcile those kinds of thoughts? This is something I've always wanted to ask a Protestant, and I just never flat out asked it. But how do you reconcile that with the fact that you know people like Martin Luther actually had a devotion to the Blessed Mother that had a great appreciation for her and didn't see any a uh, lot of the issues that that modern day uh, Protestants may have with the Blessed Mother? It would be misstating Luther's position to claim that he had Catholic devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary that would be indistinguishable from modern Catholic devotion to Mary. Luther's view of Mary was not what Protestants today have, but he certainly did not advocate the kind of Mariology that Catholics understand to be Orthodox. So he was he was heretical on Mary, too, just not as bad as today, right? Um, and, and then finally, you know, the last kind of big major rock was that Catholics uh, understand that God has transmitted revelation to us through sacred tradition. And Protestants believe that the only finally authoritative, inspired, sort of divine stamp of approval on the transmission of Revelation comes through the words of sacred scripture, so-called scripture alone. Sure. And, uh, and because Catholics move outside of that, they're just, they're just doomed to failure 
right in religion because they don't have the basis of the thing proper, which is the Bible alone. So idolaters, they use tradition instead of scripture, and they think you can work your way to heaven. So on that basis, I was just like, man, Catholics are out to lunch. They, they've, they've, they're, they're, they're corrupt in their headwaters. They're never going to get it right. And it's just the whole thing just needs to be wiped off the face of the earth. We'd be better off if there were no Catholics. No, no Catholic Church at all. Just get rid of the whole thing. It's a monstrosity. That's the way I thought growing up. And then things started cracking in the surface as you continued to study and, and grow. And we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. David Anders. He is the host of Called to Communion, normally heard here on The Quest from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He's joining us as we are finishing up, going into the very last hour of the AM 1160 Quest Family Strong Spirit Drive. We have one hour left as we are looking to you the metro atlanta listening community to round together to give us a call right now 470-508-1160 to help us rally strong in this last hour as we are striving for our goal of continuing to reach the funding needed to continue to grow and strengthen catholic radio in the metro atlanta area again that number 470-508-1160 we'll continue our conversation with dr david anders i'm greg willits and you are listening to am 1160 the Quest, Atlanta's Family Strong Spirit Drive, will continue in just a few moments. Hey you, yes you, have you heard the good news? The Quest Atlanta app makes it easy for you to take AM 1160 The Quest with you, no matter the time of the day or the location. Listen to your favorite shows on demand, submit prayer requests, record a testimonial, catch up on the latest headlines from Catholic news sources with ease. Just search for the Quest Atlanta in the App Store or on Google Play to download today. This is Carol Tearsmith, one of the founders of AM 1160 The Quest. October marks the first anniversary of the purchase of your Catholic radio station. I want to thank each of you who have joined The Quest by listening, for your prayers, volunteer hours, and financial support. By sharing your time, talents, and treasure, The Quest is able to spread the good news of God's love and mercy throughout Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listeners have shared that their lives have been changed and their relationship with Christ is stronger. Many listeners comment that they feel God speaks directly to them through the content on the station. Our first anniversary is a significant milestone and is celebrated on October the 12th, the eve of the miracle of the sun, the last Fatima apparition. We will be closing out our campaign for founders in October. If you've been considering becoming a founder as part of your Catholic legacy, now is the time to act. Get involved with your Atlanta Catholic radio station by becoming a special part of our Quest family today. Together, we can make a difference. To donate, visit thequestatlanta.com. Peter Kreef calls envy the dumbest sin. Why? Well, think about it. Most sins make you feel good for at least a minute. Envy makes you feel instantly miserable. And most often, if someone suffers from envy or constant comparison, it's rooted in the lie that something is missing in you. When I was three years old, my parents asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was shocked, dumbfounded. I looked at them like, what are you talking about? I said, I want to be a big one, Christopher. In other words, I want to be me when I grow up, just bigger than I am now. <laughs> God doesn't want you to be somebody else. He wants you to be holy, which is to be fully you, fully alive. Not saint someone else, but saint insert your name here. He wants you to glorify him in the way that only you can for all eternity. Start learning to love and appreciate what He's given you and what He's calling unrepeatable you to do. It's enough. Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com.
Listening to AM 1160 The Quest at home just got easier. Join The Quest with Alexa. Search for us on the Alexa app or say Alexa, enable the Quest skill. After enabling the skill, simply say, Alexa, open the Quest. Now joining the Quest. Hi, this is Teresa Tamio, host of Catholic Connection, heard every morning right here on this station, and we are so grateful for your listenership. And now's the time that we come to you to ask also, in addition to your listenership, your financial support. Of course, we always ask you to pray for us, most importantly, but we do need your financial partnership. Now, most of these stations have very small staffs, of course, because we're not rolling in the dough, obviously, because we are in this. This is a mission field effort. But the bottom line is, this is your home, and we're always here for you. Thanks to our friends at EWTN, our programming is provided free of charge, but this station has other expenses that must be paid to keep the doors open and the lights on. Support of your local Catholic radio station helps keep shows like this one, Catholic Connection, available in your area. No matter the amount, your gift works to make a difference for you, for others, and for the future of our Catholic radio family. Please prayerfully consider making a gift right now, and we'll talk to you soon. To donate, log on to thequestatlanta.com. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. Sometimes as a mom, I think that we think we need to have it all together and we need to show our kids that we have it all together. But I don't think that's true. I think one of the greatest things we can do with our children is tell them when we mess up. Tell them like, you know what? Mommy made a mistake here and I'm very sorry. I did something that was not okay and I shouldn't have done it. I do it when I lose my temper with my children and I say, please forgive me for losing my temper. And my children say, mom, I forgive you. Teaching your child to admit when they've been wrong and asking for forgiveness is huge. I encourage you to use this language with your children. Model it, show it. My husband and I say it to each other. We say it to our kids. When we do something wrong, we don't say, oh, well, that's okay, don't worry about it, or just sorry. It's please forgive me. And then receiving that and saying, I forgive you. I love you. You don't have to be perfect as a mom. Be real, be honest. Seek forgiveness when you make mistakes. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. This is the home of listener-supported Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO, East Point, Atlanta. And welcome back to AM 1160, The Quest, during our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. We're unbelievably in the last hour of our Spirit Drive for the week. We would love to hear from you during these last critical 60 minutes, 470-508-1160. Again, that's 470-508-1160. Huge thanks to folks that are calling in and making their voices heard by financially supporting Catholic Radio in the metro Atlanta area. Kevin, Danielle, and Michelle, Stephen, Clarence, and Kathy, and in particular, huge thanks to our two newest founding members of the Quest. Their names will be emblazoned upon a plaque in our studios. We'll remember them at our masses. They have set forward their Catholic legacy by becoming founding members at $100 a month with a commitment of three years. Thank you so much to Stephen W. as well as Lisa for being those founders. Now's the opportunity for you to show your support for Catholic Radio in the metro Atlanta area. We only do these spirit drives twice a year. And the thing that I love about the spirit drive 
that's different than a lot of other fun drives on other radio is that you really do get an opportunity to hear the local flair of Catholic radio in the metro Atlanta area. And if you want to see this continue to thrive and grow, please don't hesitate. Make your prayerful contribution right this very moment. Pick up your phone and give us a call at 470-508-1160. Or you can always go online at thequestatlanta.com. But we want to hear from you during this hour. We want to round out this Atlanta family strong spirit drive by seeing how strong our family is in supporting Catholic Radio in the metro Atlanta area. 470-508-1160. Want to start off this hour, particularly this most important hour of the week, Perhaps since we started this whole thing on Tuesday, we want to make sure that we're starting this hour in prayer. So if you would please join me right now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, we humbly thank you for all of the doors that you've opened to create Atlantic Catholic Radio The Quest. And as we continue in this last hour of the Spirit Drive, We are earnestly seeking your will and all that we do to bear the fruit that you desire, Lord. Please be here with us. Please touch the hearts of those who are listening. Touch them in a deep way to let them know of your love. We are on a quest to invite, inform, and inspire all who listen, and we strive to bring a million souls into your loving arms by enjoying the quest in their daily lives. Lord, sometimes we don't understand your will, but we constantly seek to understand it. Sometimes we don't know where you're leading us, but we continue to search for you in all that we do. And we're asking you, Lord, to lead us, lead the quest, lead Catholic Radio. Help us to be able to reach out far and wide, as far as possible, to bring souls to you. As we grow our listenership, we ask for all that's possible to fill hearts with your love and renewal of your spirit, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, please, we ask you, anoint us with wisdom. Teach us to follow your inspirations. Jesus, we're only your couriers. We're your voice, your hands. We're asking you, please, use the quest with your perfect will. Jesus of mercy, take this radio station, take the quest, and truly make it yours. And now, if you would, please join me in offering this up through the intercession of our Blessed Mother and saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our deaths. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us and hold us under your mantle. Once more, I want to remind you, 470-508-1160, that's the number that you want to be calling right now, to be a donor to the Quest, to help us to continue in this mission of Catholic Radio in the metro Atlanta area. All donors will receive a prayer card of the Holy Family with a wonderful prayer for our children. And our monthly donors, who are the lifeblood of the station, they keep the station running. They're the heart and soul of the Quest. They receive the Holy Family prayer card I just mentioned. We'll also love to be able to send you a beautiful Praying the Rosary bead-by-bead book. This is a great tool to teach children or adults how to pray the rosary. It's great for busy parents. It's easy to pray the rosary in smaller segments as time allows throughout the day. Monthly donors of $20 or more are also entered into the drawing that we're going to be offering in less than an hour 
for this hot air balloon ride for you and two of your friends over the North Georgia mountains. Our monthly donors will also be entered into the drawing for the Holy Family artwork by Sally Kazin that we're going to be offering here in just a few minutes as well. But you still have time to get your name in on both of those drawings by becoming a monthly donor, a member of our St. Gabriel Society at the $20 or more level. Please don't hesitate. If you've been thinking about it, if you've been prayerfully considering it, and we do encourage you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of the quest then give us a call right now help us to keep the phone lines lit up for the next hour 470-508-1160 i'm so looking forward to continuing our discussion right now dr david anders he is the host of the popular and engaging radio show that asks atheists and former catholics and non-catholics what is stopping you from becoming catholic what a great question it is called to communion dr david anders thanks for being back on the show and my with pleasure us. so spirit drives i mean i imagine that you do a few of these things for different catholic radio stations around the country why are these things so important uh, for the Catholic radio communities? So look at my own life. I would not have become Catholic, probably, if I hadn't been in my car one day, flipped the channels back and forth, stumbled on the local Catholic radio station, and connected with real-life human beings who could help me get in touch with the Catholic Church. Even though I had already spent 10 years studying theology and was pretty ready to become Catholic, don't know that I ever would have actually flipped a switch if I hadn't connected to living, breathing Catholics. On Call to Communion, Tom and I hear from people all the time that are in a similar situation. We got a call from a guy one time in Mississippi who asked us question after question, and he finally said, look, I'm sorry to keep hammering you, but you guys are the only Catholics that I know. <laughs> and and uh, so how do you actually, how do you end up in somebody's ears, right? Well, most people, most people Discover Catholic Radio sitting in traffic. Mm. That's how they find it. They don't know it's there, and they're they're sitting in traffic, and somebody in Atlanta has a bumper sticker for the Quest on the back of their car. So, by the way, get a bumper sticker for the Quest, put it on the back of your car. All right, you can evangelize, bring souls to Christ by just sticking the bumper sticker on your car. They see it, they go, "Hmm, Catholic Radio. Wonder what that is." They tune in. All of a sudden, boom! They hear it. There, and their lives are transformed. And listen, just just. Within the last month, I got a call from a fellow who said, I drive for a living. I'm in a truck. Um, you know, It's a local route. I do the same route every day. I listen to the radio. There's just one place on my route at 2 p.m. Eastern time when all the signals fall off my radio except one, and that's EWTN. And, uh, and so your show is on at the same place on my route every day. Mm. And the only reason I listened to you was because it's the only signal I could pick up. <laughs> and I hated you. <laughs> I couldn't stand you. I thought you were awful. You made me mad. And I got so mad I had to keep listening to argue with you. It's three weeks now and I want to become Catholic. Oh, fantastic. Right? How do you think people get the message? They get it from the local Catholic radio station. You don't understand how this works. Most people don't, right? EWTN produces content. We produce Call to Communion. We produce all these other shows. But we got to have somebody to put it out there in people's cars. Yeah. And that's what the local Catholic radio station does. EW10 does not own the local Catholic station. It's locally owned, locally operated, community supported, nonprofit corporation. People in Atlanta have got to give to this station to keep Catholic radio on the air. And and it is the it is the single best tool, in my judgment, for getting the gospel out there into people's lives. People who are not otherwise open to hearing about the Catholic faith, like the guy who's like, I got no interest in being Catholic. I hate you guys, mm. but you're in my car and I can't do anything about it, right? 
I, he could turn it off, but he's hooked. He's he's interested. He starts listening. He goes, Catholics aren't as crazy as I thought. They actually make kind of sense. They actually make a lot of sense. I think I want to become Catholic. Happens all the time. But it won't happen if you don't call this number. Mm. What's the number? The number 470. Great lead-in, by the way. 470-508-1160. Again, that's 470-508-1160 to make your nonprofit contribution Tax deductible contribution to the Quest AM 1160. Right now, it's the Atlanta's Family Strong Spirit Drive. We're speaking to Dr. David Anders. It, it truly is so important for people to continue to give to help us to grow. And and I love how you're pointing out the the people that, especially the people who who never thought that they would ever be listening to Catholic radio, finding themselves in traffic. And right now, I'm thinking, well, it's. Just after 5 p.m. Eastern on a Friday in Atlanta, I can pretty much guarantee that most of our listening audience right now is listening while they're in traffic. Right now is the time to call in if you want this kind of content to continue. 470-508-1160. Now, Dr. David, as we are continuing going forward with this, and I, and I love hearing stories about how other Catholic radio stations have, have grown in different ways. I imagine, you know, uh, there's been a lot of places that have started. They start rather small. They put the EWTN content on the air. What are some success stories that you've seen from some uh, Catholic radio stations in other cities that have started in the way that the Quest has? And what have they been able to do as a result of listener support? Well, I was at a fundraiser yesterday for another radio network, Catholic Radio Network, that began with one station and today has 37 stations around the country. And and this, I mean, they all they all start that way. You start with, I mean, sometimes they start in people's closets. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been in studios that were people's closets. You're speaking to one of those people who <sighs> I I'm in my second house with a clothis. That's what we call it with a, a studio in my closet. Okay, there you go. Exactly. That's starts not where I'm at right now. That's that's starts, my home studio. Starts in the closet. Yeah. And you know who knows? Five years from now. Maybe you've got you've got ten stations across uh, across Georgia, and you're you're blanketing the entire state with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Catholic Church, and it starts this way right here. What we're doing right now is how it, it, word goes out from the closet. The next thing you know, you've got a major uh, local Catholic radio network reaching millions of people in Atlanta and throughout Georgia with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And why should you care? Why should you care? Right? Because. You know, we hear all this talk about crises in the country. One of them is the opioid crisis. People taking on drugs and killing themselves. Who gets off of drugs? People who have a reason to. Hmm. That's who gets off of drugs. People, If you don't, they just take them till they die. People who have a reason to get off of drugs. Why do people take drugs? Because they're not happy. They're not happy with their life. It doesn't have meaning. They don't know how to bear up under pain. They don't have a reason to bear up under psychological or physical suffering. They don't have a reason. My own wife, when I told her I want to become Catholic, she wasn't interested in the apologetics until she found about the Catholic teaching on suffering. The priest told her, your suffering has meaning, mm-hmm. and helped her come to a spirituality that would enable her to accept that. Yeah. And she became Catholic. She said, I said, why did you become Catholic? She said, because I found out that my suffering had meaning. And, and the, 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 the number of people who have come to Catholic faith through this medium of radio— gotten off of drugs, come back home to their families, stayed their hand when they would otherwise have killed themselves. We've told, been told, This is a story we hear. I did not kill myself yeah. because of Catholic radio. What, what, where else in the world are you going to hear that? Are you going to be able to 
drop a $100 donation once a month in the knowledge, reliably, that people will be saved from the abyss. Mm. Mm. We hear these stories every single day. Speaking right now, Dr. David Anders is joining us here on the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Please continue. St. Augustine, my favorite Catholic saint. One of the most favorite, famous lines in all of literature from his confessions. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. How do our hearts rest in God? What does the Catholic Church say? Unlike the Protestant tradition that says that our moral striving is empty of significance, the Catholic Church says through the grace of God, your moral striving can become infinitely significant. You've heard of St. Therese of Lisieux. Sure. We talk about her little way. Why, why was it little? What was little about it? It was because St. Therese of Lisieux had a way of understanding every moral action that she would perform, even something as small as like not getting irritated at somebody else's squeaky boot. She understood that, you know, maybe she couldn't travel to the far oceans and be a great missionary or a great leader or a great, you know, pope or bishop or CEO or what have you. But by golly, she could do everything that she did for the glory of God, even put up with the squeaky boot. Mm -hmm. And she believed that so profoundly that it had this tremendously transformative effect on her life. Because every little thing she did was just replete with significance. Mm -hmm. Because the Catholic Church says that through the grace of God, through baptism, through faith, through Christ, we become incorporated into him. And all of our activity is thereby just bathed in the significance of his divine life. You don't get that in any other tradition. Yeah. As a Catholic, everything that we do becomes infinitely significant and has the capacity to become infinitely beautiful. And so our lives are, are lived in gratitude, moment by moment, moment by moment. And we have tools. The tradition gives us tools. You know, people spend millions of dollars on therapists to learn cognitive behavioral therapy. How do I control my, my restless, anxious, and tormenting thoughts? All you got to do is read the saints. Mm. Look at Ignatius of Antioch, his rules of spiritual discernment that gives you not only a tool to avoid catastrophizing, which is very cognitive behavioral therapy language, but how to take those catastrophic thoughts and turn them around and orient them towards a proper conception of eternity. Your therapist can't give you that. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying you shouldn't go to therapy. I'm not, I'm not knocking that. It has a place. But significance, meaning, right? This is what... This is what True religion, true religion offers you transcendent meaning that does not destroy your reason, that does not destroy your natural life, but transforms it, elevates it. Grace does not destroy nature, but transforms it. That's the teaching of the Catholic Church. That's the value of the gospel in the Catholic Church. We put this out on the radio every day. You can support that message by calling today. And right now, people are calling. You're actually touching hearts right now. I was speaking with Dr. David Anders. You must be reaching someone in the Atlanta area because we just got ourselves another founding member of the Quest Radio at $100 a month. Thank you so much to Sandra and Martin. They have made that pledge of $100 a month That's uh, for the next three years. That means so much to us, especially in these last very critical minutes of our spirit drive. You are listening to AM 1160, the Quest, Atlanta's Family Strong 
Spirit Drive happening right now. Last 45 minutes, 470-508-1160. Your opportunity to help us keep the lights lit up on the phones by going online at thequestatlanta.com. We want to hear from you, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. Thanks also to Deacon Allen, who's called in, for Chuck, for his donation, Clarence and Kathy, as well as Lisa, Stephen, everyone else who's calling in, helping us to truly finish strong, Atlanta family strong, on our spirit drive on AM 1160, 470-508-1160. Please let us hear from you. Time is running out. We're down to less than 45 minutes left in this spirit drive. We're looking for more founders to be able to make that pledge of $100 a month to say, I believe in Catholic Radio, that I want this to continue in Atlanta. I want to see this growing in Atlanta. I want to see more of the quest. And we just got another founder calling in, Georgiana Garcia. God bless you, Georgiana, just called in. And she also became a founding member of the quest at $100 a month. Thank you so much for that. I greatly appreciate it. Please keep your phone calls coming in right now. This is always one of the most exciting parts of these kinds of spirit drives. This is truly when you see the Holy Spirit acting in truly miraculous ways. 470-508-1160. Let's keep ringing that bell until the end of the hour. 470-508-1160. So well done, Dr. David. Thank you for that. We appreciate I mean, what, what you're saying, I think, is just resonating so strongly in people's hearts that they're realizing, yes, there is something to this. There is, there, it is more than just the, all the other stations that you can listen to as you're driving around. This is the station that is going to bring people to the church that Jesus Christ established. So this year, uh, 2019, news came out of New York of a 27-year-old girl, woman, young woman, a nutritionist, educated, who committed suicide. Mm. And she wrote about it on her webpage prior to killing herself. And she said this. She said, I have accepted that hope is nothing more than delayed disappointment, and I am old, fa- plain old-fashioned tired of feeling tired. I'm quoting now. I'm reading Sure, text. sure. She said, my life looks great on paper. Many privileges and pleasures. However, all these facets seem trivial to me. It is, she writes, the ultimate first world problem. Let me diagnose that. Here's a woman who has a great education, has a great job, has a lot of things going for. Pleasures, friends, opportunities that many people would, you know, give their eye teeth for. None of it of any ultimate meaning. All of it devoid of ultimate meaning, of ultimate significance. And the answer to the question, why? Why bother? She couldn't, she couldn't come to. She couldn't come to. Why? What, how, where, is this, where is this dilemma in our culture coming from? Here's where it's coming from. We have, as, an, as a society, we have adopted the ideology that you can do whatever you want to do. You can be whatever you want to be. You can, you can adopt any identity that you want to adopt. If you want to say you are a boiled artichoke then you get to be a boiled artichoke. Hmm. You decide. It comes from you. Guess what? You can decide a lot of things for yourself. But if the only meaning in your life is what you derive within your own soul for yourself, on your own resources, then by definition that meaning is not transcendent. Hmm. Transcendent means it transcends you. Hmm. It's bigger than you. Right? Right? We want a noble life 
Freedom, devoid of nobility and purpose, is vacuous and leads to suicide. Yeah. I saw a headline the other day, man sues his parents for having him without his consent. <laughs> and this that's, was the- that's how radical the, this, this modern idea of, if it's not my decision, if it's not my choice, I don't want anything to do with it. And that's what's amazing about that is what does God give as a gift to each and every single one of us? Freedom. And, and yet, at the same time, we're, we're throwing away the greatest gift of freedom that we're given, the freedom to choose to love God. And to be so loved free, by God. Freedom, we have freedom as human beings so that we can freely choose to do good things. Yeah. Not, not one good, good thing, lots of good things. It's like the artist who, who's free to paint whatever he wants on the canvas, right? But people today, they're like, don't show me that canvas. I don't want your canvas. I don't want your paints, right? I don't want something presented objectively before me as an object of choice defined by something outside of me as good. And so they have nothing of value, nothing that's bigger than themselves to choose for. But the problem is that when I'm freed from everything outside my own subjectivity, then there is nothing that I am for at all. Hmm. And then my life descends into meaningless absurdity. The Catholic Church says that God has made us for himself. And he's not a tyrant. He is goodness in being itself, and truth itself. He's made us for goodness, love, being, truth, and significance. And says, yes, you can have it. Come and drink. Hmm. Nah, I'd rather just be a boiled artichoke. <laughs> this is what you get on Catholic Radio. Yeah. A message that, will, that, that saves lives and marriages from meaninglessness and absurdity for meaning. girl told me the other day she... Was with my daughter. I said, "This is my daughter. She's a girl." Lady said, "I don't know that." Mm. I said, "Then your ideology has overrun your intellect. The doctrine of radical freedom, devoid of meaning, renders you incapable of even knowing the difference between a guy and a girl. Because oh, I don't be tied down by nature. I don't want reality to define for my my identity for me. But reality does define our identity. Mm. If I jump off a cliff, I'm going to fall to the rocks and get smashed." And if I say otherwise, reality's going to teach me really quick. Yeah. But I can learn how to flourish with two legs if, I'm open my, if I open my eyes and my heart to the truth, the truth of my being created by God, transformed in grace. Well, the number is 470-508-1160. This is the kind of teaching and edification and companionship that you receive as a result of Catholic Radio here in the metro Atlanta area. This is AM 1160. This is your Catholic family radio station. This is your station, and we are Atlanta Family Strong. That's what our spirit drive has been all about, to help us grow the family of Catholics in the Atlanta area, 470-508-1160. Again, 470-508-1160. Dr. David Anders has been joining us here during our spirit drive as we're rounding out this last hour. Dr. David, I want to give you the the closing word here of, of really emphasizing to people the benefit of giving to the quest right now as we are rounding out this hour here very soon. St. Josephine Bikita, one of my favorite saints, said of her own life after she had been born into slavery or captured as a young girl into slavery, lived a life of horrific abuse, tossed about, you know, 
didn't know God, knew no one that loved him, loved her. Um, and she was redeemed from slavery by an Italian diplomat who introduced her to the Catholic faith. And after a life of horrendous, suffer, horrendous suffering, she could say of herself, I am definitively loved. I am definitively loved. And whatever happens to me, I am awaited by this love. And so my life is good. Mm. The verdict she passed on her own life, all that suffering, it was worth it to come to know Christ in the Catholic Church. Your life can be good in that way, like St. Josephine Bakita's. And many people don't feel like their life is good. They're spinning out of control. They don't have something to live for, except for themselves. And their life is not good. Your life can be good because you are definitively loved. Mm. You can receive that love in Christ tangibly through the sacraments of the Catholic Church. You can hear Christ speak to you, not in a still small voice, audibly with your ears in the person of his minister, authorized by him, to whom he said, whoever sends you forgive are forgiven. Mm. When a Catholic priest says, I absolve you, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with the authority of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, your sins are absolved. You can be reconciled to God through the sacraments of the Catholic Church audibly and physically. But most people don't know that. Many, many, many people in our society come to learn that for the first time through Catholic radio. So when you support Catholic Radio, you are supporting the salvation of souls, bodies, marriages, minds, sanity, families, and our entire civilization. Support Catholic Radio. Dr. David Anders, thank you so much for being here with us, helping us to really finish strong here on AM 1160. We greatly appreciate it. You can, of course, listen to Dr. David Anders call to communion on EWTN, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. What a blessing it is to be able to have those kinds of conversations and to hear them wherever you are in the metro Atlanta area or online at thequestatlanta.com to know that you are helping to support that kind of content, this kind of content that truly is helping people become Catholic. I mean, Dr. David Anders asks in his, in his show every single day, what is stopping you from becoming Catholic? What other station in Atlanta? is giving the opportunity for you to play a role as an evangelizer in asking that vital question, that life-changing, that eternally life-changing question to help people find what God means for them in the Catholic Church. You can make that happen. We are looking at just about 31 minutes left in this spirit drive. Now is the time. Please do not hesitate. Pick up your phone right now. Dial it. 470-508-1160. Again, 470-508-1160. Let's keep these volunteers busy for the next half hour as we are rounding it out strong. We are looking to you, Atlanta, to help us continue the amazing work of Catholic Radio in the 
Atlanta metro area. You are listening right now to AM 1160 The Quest, and this is our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. We're going to be rounding it out the last half hour, announcing the winners of all of our drawings from all of the the founding members that we have gotten this week, as well as the monthly donors. It's still time for you to become a monthly donor, a founding member. Do it right now. If $100 a month is possible for you, if you would like for Catholic Radio to continue, you need to call us right now now at 470-508-1160. Let your voice be heard through your financial support of The Quest as we continue The Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive in just a few moments. Stick around.